So, man, I'm, I'm so blessed that I get to share with y'all guys this morning. But I have to ask you a question. Okay, y'all ready? What is the remnant? That's a question I want to ask you guys. What is the remnant? Who is the remnant? So we're going to kind of dive into a little bit of, uh, of this this morning, and we're just going to see where this goes, because I'm like, holy ghost. So the word remnant means this. It means that which remains from an original body or substance. In reference to God's people, it means this. It means those who are faithful to his original truth despite any opposition. Isaiah 1.9 reads this, Except the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant, we should have been like as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Romans 9.27 says this, Through the number of children of Israel, be as the sand of the sea, and the remnant shall be saved. You see, the remnant... <clears throat> The remnant is the few. It's the elected of God. It is the chosen. Come on, we've been talking about the new breed. We've been talking about this. We'll, we'll, jump, into, well, we'll jump into that. It's, it's the few, the elected ones. Romans 9, verses 27 reads this. Oh, I just read that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that, that we would all remain saved. God's remnant people are keenly aware that they are saved by grace and not by works themselves. Listen, there's nothing that you and I can do that would make us saved. Nothing we can do. It's what Jesus did on the cross that defines that. Because we, once we receive the work of Christ, we become the righteous heirs of God. And we are accepted into the family of God. Listen, this defines our identity apart from our own, where we have to work to do something. You guys have heard me say this before, that we don't have to work to do something. Some people go and, I got to pray more. I got to fast more. I got to do, 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 because I'm trying to get. And the reality is, it's already been finished. Jesus did it. He says, I have finished it. I have fulfilled every part of what needed to be fulfilled. So now we become a recipient that we can now just step in to the fullness of what God has for us now. You see, we get into this old religious mindset that we have to do more. Where we're begging God, God, please, God, please, God. I'm going to tell you what, we're not beggars. We're not orphans. We're not slaves. God is a picture of the Father. And the way a father is, is the way he is with us. <clears throat> There's nothing that we can do that will add to the finished work. Mm, Jesus. Jesus fully satisfied the demands of the law and entered into humanity in order to recreate our existence 
according to his design. The way that God designed it. Listen, it was never a sin issue. I know that may sound weird. It was never a sin issue. Even in the time of the garden, it was never a sin issue. It was an issue of identity. The devil was after the identity. And the plan of the enemy is not changed. It's the same tactic today as it was in the garden. What happens is, the enemy comes with the whisper, and we begin to identify with the thought of the sinful nature. And when we agree with the sinful nature, what happens is we give it access in our life, and it becomes the reality, but it's not the reality in the kingdom. Because in the kingdom, it was as it was when, when Adam and Eve walked in the garden in the cool of the day. That was heaven on earth. The devil's a liar. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm going to tell you, he robs through the identity of who we are. And the way he does it, or the tactics, is like, did God really say? Come on, I love the way in Genesis 3, when God walks in the garden, he's, all, he's, he's yelling and hollering for, for, for Adam and Eve. Adam, where are you? Where are you? I mean, he knew where they were at, right? We know that. He's God. He knows everything. And then Adam says, I was hiding. You can imagine this conversation with God, because God knows all the answers. Like, you know, he's like, well, why were you hiding, Adam? He says, because I was naked. You were naked? Who told you that? Who told you you were naked? Come on, listen. Man, I'm not a minister. I'm not, I can't do this. I can't do that. See, those are the thoughts and the whispers of the enemy. What, you want me to leave my family behind? You want me to move to another state where I had no job? Oh, you're not going to make it. Man, you're going to fall. This is going to happen to you. And God says, who told you that? You see, the enemy wants us to identify with the nature that he, that he puts out, that poison. But the reality is that that's not the way God sees it. God says, all I'm looking for is a willing vessel to say, yes, God, here I am. Here I am, God. I'll do it. I'll go. I don't know what it looks like, but I'll say yes, God. I'll say yes. You know, I think about even my, my walk in my life because, see, I grew up in church and um, I knew church really well. Church. I say, quote, church. I did it. I played church. My family played church. And I got a really bad taste of what church looked like. I rebelled. I turned from God and, you know, I have a whole testimony on, on this and but I began to identify myself 
with the sinful nature. See, God didn't create me to be this way. When Jesus died on the cross, it says that all the sins of humanity were taken to the cross with him. That means that I was forgiven. We had been forgiven. And it says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we believe that love leads to repentance, and I believe that, until then, I was walking in a sinful nature. I was agreeing with what the enemy was speaking over my life. And in this time, I was living this life, and I was destructive, and there was demonic assignments over my life. But then something happened to me. Something happened to me where I had a divine revelation of the Lord laying on the hospital bed after being shot. And all of a sudden, my eyes were open, and I no longer began to see how the enemy wanted me to see, but I began to see how God saw me. You see, that word that I released to Pastor Lee is that he counted him righteous. You see, God counts you righteous. Everyone in this room, he says that the righteousness of Jesus was imputed into you and I that we now become the sons and the co-heirs of the kingdom of heaven. You walk in the fullness and we need to understand that you are not a slave, but you are a son and a daughter of the Most High. And there's no weapon in hell that can be formed against you. At all. Simple, done, finished, kick the devil in the mouth. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9 says this. For by grace we are saved through faith. And not that of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. Least any man should boast. Romans 5, verses 1 through 2 reads this. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, you see that word righteous, that's what it means. When I say that the righteousness of God is imputed into you and I, Romans 5, it says that you have been made right in God's sight by faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we are confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Ha ha, bam, Holy Ghost, I like that. The remnant, the remnant is here. The remnant is now. You are chosen. Listen to what I'm saying. You are chosen. Jeff, you are the elect. Pastor Lee, you are the elect. Pastor Vicki, you are the elect. Terry, Stacy, you are the elect. You are the elect. Romans 11.5 says this. Even so, at this present time, come on, look, look, look. 
even so at this present time also is a remnant according to the election of grace. Property that is or may be inherited, an inheritance, come on, an inheritance. What is an inheritance? It is your birthright. It is, it is, it is, it's your, it's finished. You have all access to this. And if you're hearing any other voice besides that, then you have to allow yourself to ask the question, who told me that? God's remnant understands and values his forgiveness and his mercy and receives the full benefits of salvation and truth. Micah, I've been stuck in Micah. The Lord's just really been on me about Micah. and So I was digging in a little bit. And Micah 7, verses 18, says this. Who is God like you, pardoning the iniquities and passing over the transgression of the remnant? That's us. That's you and I. Of his heritage... He delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue us, or no, subdue our iniquities, and we will cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea, and you will give truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn to our fathers in the days of old. That word heritage, listen. That word heritage means this. It means property that is or may be inherited. It's an inheritance. So when he's talking about this remnant in the heritage, he's talking about an inheritance in the kingdom of heaven that you and I have as the elect and the chosen that we are now walking as sons. We have a heritage. And I'm going to tell you what, that's the lineage, the DNA of God. That's inside of you and I. That stirs me up. That I'm on the same DNA of Jesus. Oh, about. Yeah, come on. I'm about to turn into the Hulk. I feel the Hulk coming. Oh, Jesus. Holy Ghost. The remnant. <laughs> Man, I feel the glory just came in the room. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, I'm sorry. Stop my feet. Thank you, Father. The remnant will be known by the Father's love for his children. How will you know what the remnant looks like? Because you'll know them by the love. God will mold us and he will shape us. To see how he sees. He will remove the religious scales of condemnation. And the works to walking and sonship and victory. 
Listen, the Lord is changing the way we see. He's changing the patterns that we're now speaking a language of anger and condemnation and religion, but we're speaking the heart of the Father. You see, God in the old was typed shadows and pictures. Jesus comes on the scene. That veil is torn. Now we walk as sons and daughters because Jesus finished it all. And we have to stop trying to gain favor. We have to stop. Our language has to stop. Even me, I say it like, Holy Spirit, come. Change that. Holy Spirit is here. We're begging. We're begging. Oh, Jesus, please come. And Jesus is like, I'm here. I'm here. But our eyes are not fixed on the kingdom. Our eyes are fixed on everything around us. Come on, we can't be like the Pharisees and the religious when they're waiting for the Messiah to come and the Messiah is standing right there and they didn't even recognize him. Come on. The Lord is removing the religious scales of condemnation and works. And He's making us to walk in sonship and victory. That's, it. That's so key right now. Hmm. God's love and grace. You see, there's a whole... I'm not even get into that. Hmm. God's love and God's grace is not your permission to sin. I'm going on record and I'm telling you. It is not your permission to sin. There's been this false doctrine, this miscon that you just... Uh, God's love will lead to repentance. And His grace and His mercies are new every morning. But we have to walk in our salvation. We have to walk. It's a process. Come on. And it only gets better. It only gets better. Ultimately, God's love leads to repentance. And God's love will turn the hearts of men. Come on, I can tell somebody and I can release the love of the Father. And I can begin to share God's goodness with them. And they'll have an encounter with the Lord. Or I can tell them how they're going to turn and burn in hell. And they'll turn away and run. Because God's love for them will lead them to confessing with their mouth and believing in their heart. The remnant will be motivated by the Spirit of God. Ah. Let me say that again. I want you all to hear this with your spirit. The remnant will be motivated by the Spirit of God doing nothing of themselves but only what the Father says to do. Come on. John 5.19 says this. So Jesus answered them saying, I assure you mostly most solemnly, I tell you, 
that the Son is able to do nothing of himself of his own accord, but that he's only able to do what he sees the Father doing. What the Son does is in the same way. You see, the remnant, the remnant are those that are willing to partner with God. They'll partner with God this season. You see, the remnant sounds a lot like the new breed, doesn't it? It sounds like the new breed. It sounds like those that are on the edge. The remnant will be those who are partnering with God in this season. John 17, 21 says this. And this is what it looks like to partner with God, okay? To partner with God. John 17, 21 says, That they may all be one, just as, I, as you, the Father, are in me, and I am in you, that they may also be in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. That's the remnant. That's the one. Those are the elect. That's what God says about you. You're an ambassador. You're an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. Sovereignty of who God is is right here on the land. They are those who will walk in the fullness and the authority in their identity as sons. You know, knowing who God is is the most important part of this journey. Because if we know who God is, then we'll know who we are. And knowing who we are, we realize what we've been given as this inheritance that we just read about. And then we had this inheritance. Now God says, now I want you to go because as I am in him and him is in us, and I'm in you, then now we have the authority and the power to go and spend this inheritance. How do we spend this inheritance? Is by praying for the sick, raising the dead, casting out the devils, walking in the power and the glory. Come on, Matthew 10, 8 says it. That's our mandate. And if we're not doing it, then we have to say, why not? Why not? Come on, listen, my days of playing church are over. I, I, I believe, I'm just saying that. We can go to church and we can do, we know how to do church really well. We've lived it, we've done it, I've grew up in it. And I'm telling you what, I don't want to do church. Now, bless you. Look, I love the fellowship. I love all that. But when I say church, I'm talking about the programming of a religious system. I want to walk in the kingdom mandate where, where heaven becomes manifested here on earth, that I walk in the fullness, that when I go to Walmart, demons manifest because of the glory that I carry. I'm telling you, it's real. It is real. They're devils. Jesus walked the streets and it happened. 
it happened. Ah, Holy Ghost. I got like five different ways I want to go. The remnant are a people of unshakable integrity who love truth and who will be known for their honesty. Zephaniah 3.13 says this. The remnant of Israel shall do no iniquity nor speak lies. Neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth. For they shall feed and lie down and none shall make them afraid. Come on, that's the integrity of the remnant. <laughs> the remnant will have a worldwide evangelistic influence. Joel 2.32 reads this. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and Jerusalem shall be a deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant who I, the Lord, shall call. Come on, gosh. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the revelation, God. That our eyes and ears would be open to hear and see what your spirit is declaring right now, God. We thank you, Father. Micah 5, I'm going to start in verse 7, says this. Then the remnant left in Israel will take their place among the nations. Come on. You and I are that remnant. It says that then the remnant left in Israel will take their place among the nations. They will be like the dew sent by the Lord. Or like the rain falling on the grass which no one can hold back. And no one can restrain. That's the remnant. And I love it because in, in chapter 5 of Micah, when Micah's pro prophesying, he's prophesying in this chapter about the coming of the Messiah. He's talking about Jesus is going to return. And he gives this whole prophetic picture on what to expect when the Messiah comes on the land. And he's prophesying it. And then you go down into verse 7, and he no longer is he talking about the prophecy of the coming Messiah, but he's talking about the remnant of Israel being converted to Christ. The primitive times were among the many of the nations. And I love this. As the drops of dew, where it said that word, they would be like the drops of dew sent by the Lord. The drops of dew is a representation of, they would be the instruments of God. They would be the instruments of God. And it says, in that they would be calling a large increase of the spiritual worshipers. The Lord also declares that he would be causing not only the reformation of the Jews, 
But the purification of the Christian church, the remnant are those that are going to be walking in the purity of who God is. In like manner, we shall be assured of our victory and our personal, personal conflicts as we simply depend on the Lord, worshiping Him and serving Him with diligence. Then I'm going to continue on that scripture. It says, the remnant left in Israel will take their place among the nations. They will be like a lion amongst animals of the forest, like a strong young lion amongst the flocks of sheep and goats. Pouncing and tearing as they go with no rescue in sight. The people of Israel will stand up to their foes and all of their enemies. Listen, all of their enemies will be wiped out. Y'all get what I'm saying? Y'all understand what, what, I'm, what I'm... You understand the words coming out of my mouth? Because it's important that... All the enemies means this. It means every spiritual attack, every wicked thing, every demonic assignment, every whisper of the enemy, everything that the enemy uses will be wiped out. Come on. Jesus. Peter, where's Peter at? Come on up here. I believe today we have an invitation. Today's an invitation God is calling us today. And I just kept hearing the Lord say, tell him to come. And I'm not talking the physical where I'm not wanting you to run up front. That's not what I'm saying. But it's Tell him to come. He's calling the remnant. Because, see, we have to know who we are as sons and daughters. You are this remnant that God is talking about. You are the chosen people. We cannot continue to walk around defeated. Woe is me. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh, yeah. And you don't walk in the victory. Walking in the victory, walking in the power and the authority of the kingdom. Listen, all of heaven's armies come behind you and in front of you. They surround you. You could be the most puniest guy. And there could be a land of giants. But when you turn around and see the, the host of heaven. The armies of heaven surrounding you, you'll walk up into that giant's camp and you'll point your finger in his face and say, you have no authority, devil. Why? Because you know what's behind you. It's kind of like in the movies. We got that little guy and he walks up and he thinks he's all big and bad, not knowing that there's a bodybuilder behind him. And they go, oh, oh, oh. It's the same way. I believe today the Lord is calling you. And I heard the Lord say, come home. 
come home. Come. You can be amongst this remnant if you respond faithfully and obediently to God's call on your life. Revelations 22. This will be the last scripture and I'm going to close. Revelations 22 verses 14, 16, and 17 says this. Blessed are those who, who do God's commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and enter through the gate into the city. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify of these things. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit of the bride says, Come! The spirit, the spirit of the bride says, Come! And let him who hears come. And let those who thirst come. And whoever desires, let them take of the water of life freely. So this morning, those who want to answer to the come, I just want you to stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, God, for choosing us, Lord. Father, we just speak, God, the new season, the new seeds, God. Father, for we are the remnant, God. We are the elected. You have chosen us, God. You have called us by name. And you say, come. So we answer the call this morning, God. We answer your call. Lord, that you would bless us on this journey, God. We ask for your favor, your glory, your power, and your presence, God, to go before us, God. That everywhere we go, God, we would be that picture of who you are, God. That we would walk in your authority and your love, God. That people would know us by our love. They would know us by our fruit, God. They would see you and us, that we are one with you, God. Right now, God, we say here we are. We answer this invitation this morning, God. Thank you, Father. And I declare, remnant arise, remnant arise, now is the time.
Now is the time.